I'm not saying like, oh my God, it's such an important skill to like know how to walk on a runway and not eat shit. But like, if you're a good model, you're a good model. It's definitely not brain surgery for sure. It's not rocket science, but it isn't just as easy as standing in front of the camera. No. Because if that was the case, then anyone could do it, yeah. you know? And I feel like that's something that I also hear a lot like with my skin, a lot of people will be like, oh, I don't know why you guys hyper so much. It's just her skin. I'm like, well, I'm not the only person in the world with my skin. So if that was the case, there would have been prior to me. Hello and welcome to another episode of High Low with Emrata. Today we have on the famous Winnie Harlow. I always think of that Drake lyric was like, my real friend Winnie and it is true Winnie is very genuine and today she's talking about her journey with her career and rejection and how she's managed to carve her own path um, and really change the industry and the beauty standard and the world in general and um, just be herself so let's get into it with Winnie Harlow Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. Wow, I can't believe Winnie Harlow is in the chair right now. <laughs> There's so many things going on in your life. It's crazy. You just got back from Carnival I in did. Jamaica. Oh my gosh. Being back home in Jamaica is everything to me. I think I just need to recharge sometimes. So you're from Canada, but you have a lot of family there? Or? Both my parents are from Jamaica. Okay. So my heritage is Jamaican mm -hmm. and I my dad lives there. So I was there back and forth between Canada and Jamaica my whole life. So family's there. Mm -hmm. So it's like coming home. Tons. Tons oh of Oh my family. God. Which part of Jamaica? So my mom's side is from Montego Bay and my dad's side is from South Lamar, Westmoreland, which That's, is close to like Negril. It's so beautiful. I've been to Negril, but mm -hmm. I want to go back and like explore what's carnival like there. Do you know what? This is my first carnival in oh, Jamaica. No I've been in like Trinidad. I've been in Brazil, but like I also want to do that. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's amazing. But because I'm Caribbean, mm -hmm. the carnival experience is so different from Brazil. Brazil, I feel like it's such a production and like a concert that you watch. Mm -hmm. But I didn't realize that because for us, it's like everyone gets a costume and you like go through the streets and like. I mean, you look so good. Thank you. You serve looks though. Period. <laughs> You're like you like understand the assignment. Little chameleon, like I. I like to be comfortable day to day, but when it comes to doing a look, I want to go all out. Let's talk about rejection because I feel like you have had so much success and it's so hard for people to imagine a time when you were ever rejected for anything. I read something that an agent tried to convince you to become a makeup artist. I was just like 16, first starting out, and I was looking to try to start being a model because people were telling me, maybe you should try modeling, you're tall, this, da, da, da. And I went in, I begged my mom to take me downtown in Toronto to this agency. She's not a downtown girl, she's a suburbs girl, so it was a lot. We took the bus down there and when we got there, she was like, you should thank your mom for your, your uh, jaw and your bone structure and like your beauty but you know we don't know where to place you and if you ever want to be anywhere near the fashion industry maybe you should try being a makeup artist and i was like okay rude <laughs> so, li literally so rude but i was just like you know what that's her opinion mm -hmm. and that shouldn't deter me from trying again and like continuing to push for something if i feel like i want that as a goal what inspired you to keep going and pursue what you wanted to do 
I just think maybe growing up and always hearing so many different opinions of me just prepared me for people not always being ready to see me and know what to do with mm -hmm. me, you know, especially in the modeling industry. I was a first, you know, so I had high hopes, but I wasn't surprised by the the thoughts that I was getting towards me, if that makes sense. But it also didn't change how I felt about myself because that's only their opinion. Right, so you had this confidence and I, your mom was like a really big supporter, right? Yeah, surprisingly, yeah, she was. My dad, to no end, like loves everything that I do, but he just didn't see a career in it. Initially, I wanted to be um, a journalist and that too, he was like, there's no money in it. Like you What did he want to, you to be? He wanted me to go to the army. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Army brat wins. Yeah, that's crazy in Canada. You would have been. I don't even know. Like okay. I never looked into it. It was okay. never something that he I was wanted just like, to do. Army one day, one hundred percent. He okay. was like, "You get your education, like all that good stuff." Right, like it's a good deal. Right, yeah, for sure. Which is true. And I was like, "Yeah, no, I'm. I want to be a journalist." And I was preparing to go to school for journalism, and then I got a few opportunities to like model, be it like in Toronto, and mm -hmm. I was just like, "No, this is cool." And I feel like every time I posted it, which this is at the time of like Instagram being brand new, mm -hmm. and me just posting like my nails when I would like paint them myself, or like my sushi drink, and this is like all on my BlackBerry back then, I believe too. So like really low quality pictures <laughs> and like all that good stuff. Yeah. The best quality pics I had were from when someone in Toronto would be like oh, come in, like walk in this urban runway or take these pictures in this beanie for me so I could like sell these hats that I'm selling mm -hmm. and I'll give you like a lunch, a free lunch. I'm like, oh okay, God. cool, take the bus downtown mm -hmm. and like do that. So those were the best pictures and I felt like so many people loved them. And by the time I ended up doing anything that was like anyone actually seeing, I already had gained like 100,000 followers on social media before I'd ever been on TV or anything like that. So I could tell that it was something that I could continue to pursue because it was giving so much inspiration to others. Yeah, that's such a, I kind of came up at the same time and it was like really interesting to be receiving this rejection from the industry, but you just continue to hustle and do your own thing and yeah. get people excited. And then eventually it was like, nobody could ignore you. Right. Which now is like, we all know that, right? Like people gain followers on TikTok, you become a TikTok star. Like everybody's understands influencing, but with fashion and modeling, it wasn't like that. It mm -hmm. was like, you had to like do this editorial, this photographer had to fuck with you, blah, 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 whatever. This was like the moment where things really changed, where you could build your career on your own and control your image and be like, you know, cause at least for me, sometimes, especially in that era, I'd do this big shoot and I would see the photos and I'd be like, these aren't even good. Mm -hmm. And then I'd take a selfie. No, babe, I would actually like do photo shoots and feel like, am I ugly? Yeah. Because <laughs> um, what is this? I saw a TikTok of this black model who like got her makeup done and she like went into the bathroom and was taking it off. And it was like not even close to the shade. Difference. It was insane. Yeah. And like, do you think it's changed in the industry? Do you think that makeup and hair people have caught up with fashion for like, doing black hair and doing black makeup? Or do you think it's a little bit still of what you experience? I think there's still room to grow. I think I've seen a lot of change. Like a lot of times now backstage during fashion week, I'll see the effort being made. More people are even being hired that have a different background in makeup. And it's not always just about 
the things that they've done in the past. It's more about like new people being used and the lead hairdresser going and finding people who really do braids on black right. hair to do like a braid look if that's what they're looking for rather than you know hiring who they know at the time and just having them try to figure out in the moment what to do with a hair texture they have no idea what to do with i feel like at some point you should like post those old photos of whatever i'm, not, I'm sure you don't really love them yeah. <laughs> but just to be like yo look at this shitty hair and makeup look at this lighting but that was the beauty of that time the internet you could just be like yeah but i'm beautiful even if these people don't know how to do it what were your beauty aspirations as a little girl i know your grant you talked a little bit about your grandma in other interviews and like what her influence on you how did you see yourself and how did your family impact that I think I am my grandmother. Like we're both Leos. She loves colors and prints and like leopard and this, that, the third and leopard tights. My dad will always talk about how my grandmother loved these pair of leopard tights that she always wore. And I'm like, that is so me. It's also so major. Yeah, yeah right, yeah. honestly. Yeah. And the pictures that I look back, like she used to sew her own clothes and like the photo shoots she would do for herself. Her and my mom also would do like modeling on the side. So I feel like it was kind of just in me because they are those strong, powerful, gorgeous Amazon women yeah, from like, like Jamaica. Glamorous? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, they if I show you some super of the pictures, of my grandmother, she'll hold like a rose in her mouth and like in this silk gown that she sewed herself. It's just everything. That's epic. So she was like, you were raised with glamorous women who like had ideas about beauty. Because sure. I've seen you in front of the camera and you are not shy. Thank you. It's a beautiful <laughs> thing. No, literally, it's a beautiful thing to watch. And I know you did ballet earlier, but people don't realize that like modeling is so much like dancing and you have to know your body and you have to move. I was just about to say that 100%. The first time I ever really, I feel like really modeled was with Nick Knight. Oh, wow. And he asked photographer. me. Yeah, photographer, mm -hmm. Nick Knight. Um, he asked me to come to London and I shot with him. And he was like, by the way, prior to me working with him, I was made to feel like I didn't know what I was doing in the modeling space, in the modeling industry. So I was about to stop modeling and go back to like my dream of being a journalist. Wow. And I got that call from Nick Knight and he was like, yeah, I want you to come. His stylist, Anna Trevelyan at mm -hmm. the time, had showed him my Instagram and my Twitter. He was like, yeah, I want to work with her. I want to shoot her. So he brought me to London and he was like, did you used to dance? And I was like, yeah. I mean, I did ballet as a kid. Mm -hmm. but also, I'm Caribbean, so like right. that, like dance. No, hall. I've seen you. I've seen you bust down, and you look so. You're such a good dancer. Thank you. I'm always like shit. I can't fucking whine like that. I try. Like, I can't. I yeah. try. I mean, I I do the the basics of like you know the culture wise, but when it comes to like learning a uh, eight count, yeah, yeah, give me like a, a little bit more time. I'll catch on. Nobody's <laughs> trying to make you do that. You're good. You're good. I try you don't to make need myself to. Yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Honestly, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> As a true so beehive member, she, I feel like I need to be able to catch on to eight Wait, count. I wanted to talk about Lemonade. <laughs> that was to me like, that was like a big, huge moment where I was like, wow, Winnie Harlow. What was it like to work with Beyonce? Everything. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, one thing that always stands out to me though, whenever we were on set is like, it was obviously a thing where you don't have your phone out. You don't film anything it's like very secretive like right we're all a family we're keeping this low-key and i remember one person like one man i don't remember what he was who he was on set but he had his phone out and he started filming and it was like a wrap and it was kind of like everyone you saw that just put your phone down keep it low-key you don't want to get kicked off the set 
So um, it was it was a lot of fun and it was really secretive. And I think that even added to the feeling of it. Like you yeah. were really a part of something that was like so important. That's like scarier than I would not fuck with Beyonce. Like I would, no. I would bring out my phone on like a CIA mission before I would bring it up on like a Beyonce music right? video. No, you don't want to no. at all. 100%. The disrespect, honestly, more than the anything. Disrespect. The disrespect. It's not even like I'm scared of like the repercussions. But like also the when disrespect. you think about it, it's just like something that you work on and you put so much time and effort into to have that leak yes. to the public yeah. when like just, you don't even have to be Beyonce you know what I'm saying like just something that you put your hard time work and effort into and like the amount of time and work and effort that you see goes into all of this to get stuff. a finished product not to just have some like BTS leaks 100% yeah so um I I get it it makes a lot of sense and she just cold on. reach out to you or so her assistant is actually close friends with one of my close friends, okay. which I didn't even know at the time. And um, she called my friend, my friend called me and she was like, um, so I got this call from a friend of mine, her name's Mel. Um, she's Beyonce's assistant. Beyonce wants your number so that she can like, you know, book you for this shoot. I she wouldn't tell up. me anything about it. <laughs> right? <laughs> No, but I was so upset. I was like, girl, are you calling me to ask me permission to give my number? You're like, give me Beyonce? She should have had it yesterday. Right. Yeah. I was like, girl, call her back right now. Get off the phone with me. Call her back right you're now. Like, you're, give wasting her my time. you're wasting time. <laughs> what if she changes her mind? Like, oh my yeah. God. So I was really, really excited. I flew out the next day, actually. I think I was in LA for a shoot already. Wow. And they were shooting already in New Orleans. So cool. And I literally flew out the next day, landed on set. They got me from the airport brought me straight to set. I didn't even go to like a hotel. I had all my luggage and everything, took me straight to set. I got into hair and makeup, walked onto set and like, she was like running like an angel. Shut up. To like change into her next look. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I'm expecting her to like, just, you know, glide past me. And she's just, hi, Winnie, thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate you being here. I'm about to go change this my next look. I was like, the nicest okay. person. So sweet. I've not met her twice. And but the first time I blew it, I was so embarrassing. It was actually right after Lemonade came out. And I'm friends with Solange. And she like was like, um, here's my sister. Or like, have you met my sister? It was at the Met. And I like turned and I said some stupid ass shit about like. What did you say? Oh, my God. It's so <laughs> I was trying to say that like she's really brave for speaking about the things she does. And I was like, no black man has even said what you've said. And was like trying to whatever, like make a point about like how brave she is. Yeah. But just came out so bad. And I was like, I hate myself. I'm such a white girl. A. <laughs> and like B, like didn't even make sense. Like everything. And she just was like thank you so much. Thank you. Like so genuine. <laughs> and then at the gold party, she, she said hi to me and I like died. Right. I couldn't. But I feel like she's just, she has so much grace too. I think she understands yeah. how much like we all love her. Yeah. And so I don't think you can ever really mess up with her. Like I've worked with her and still will like fumble on my words when I talk to her. And she, one time she looked at me and she was like holding my hands, like you are my baby. Like, oh, that's so it's sweet. Fine. And I'm like, I know, but I love you so much. Speaking of somebody I always lose my cool around who I know you're friends with is Tiana Taylor. Yes. I saw her last night. I also, I have such a girl crush on her. It's crazy. I'm pretty like- Who doesn't? I'm not like somebody who can't act cool a lot of the yeah. time. But I just think she's so beautiful and so Absolutely. cool. Last night, and I like, so said some Yeah, so talented. I listened to her song like four times today, getting ready. Um, but like, my life with you. I don't know what, I'm not a good singer. I'm not going to go there, but. I just, yeah, she's the sweetest, huh? She really is. Like, she's 
real like homegirl. She's someone who like, you know, sometimes you meet people in the industry and you guys are really cool, but mm -hmm. like, you don't really hang out. Like you don't know them, like you know your own friends. Tiana's that girl that like, I could be by myself in a place and find her and I'm like, okay, I know who I'm hanging out with for the rest of the night. Like I'm gonna have her jump into my car. Like we're gonna go to the next spot together. Like she's like real home girl, like someone that you could really attach to and become real close friends with. She's very genuine. Like yeah, her energy is, very. it's not bullshitty. Like there are people who are really nice, but they're like, babe, I love you. Yeah. And like that, obviously that's better than being mean, Yeah, but it's not always it's genuine yeah yeah it's not authentic and it's you so really... nice to have women like that that yeah. you can be and also someone who like i don't feel she's judgmental either so like you can really say what's on your mind like i feel like a lot of times especially in today's day you don't want to say things that people are going to disagree with because then it's like you feel judged yeah. and like oh my gosh and you have a different opinion and blah 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 but just being able to meet new people in the world and like have a difference of opinion and still be able to like be the best of friends and like mm -hmm. vibe and get along is like, I feel like rare now. Oh my God, 100%. I feel like being a celebrity, you're like kind of media trained and you know not to say certain things, but it carries on into like your the rest of your life yeah, too. Yeah. I saw a video of you guys at the Rock Nation brunch <laughs> and I was like, this is the coolest group of people ever. So it was a thing, like we didn't pull up together, but we ended up spending the whole time together and then like leaving in the same car together and like- So fun. Vibey, yeah. Do they serve food at the Rock Nation brunch? This is like oh, the yeah. question everyone, they do, is it good? This year they had waffles and chicken, yeah. chicken and waffles. They had hot sauce, cause you know, Beyonce always got mm -hmm. hot sauce in her bag swag. And what else do they have? I didn't really eat. They had really good cocktails though. I'm sure. Yeah, I think I Does ate Does it before. go on forever? It does, but it's not really like a sit down brunch. It's like a party. That's what I mean. You like, know, just like I'm picturing the gold party, but like daytime, like Sunday yes. best, but yes. sexy. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Great. Good. And to the know. settings were great. They had it in like a really beautiful like greenhouse type vibe. Yeah, so it was, it like so clear. pretty. But the lighting, it was like perfectly filtered. Like you couldn't take a bad picture. It was. We love that. Ideal. So I'm like, I want to live in that. Yeah that greenhouse. You're like, this is the light I need for everything. And I'm also anemic, so I'm always cold. Oh yeah. And everyone was sweltering hot, just dripping sweat. And I was like, this is amazing. I feel like I'm back on the island. We'll be right back with more Winnie Harlow. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. Okay, I want to talk about your man and your <laughs> cute-ass relationship. He sent you an, a DM, right? Yeah. And you didn't see it? I didn't for a year. That's before they had. Now you can, like, see, like, top accounts that DM you. Yeah. I just found that out. Yeah. <laughs> I was just. like, holy shit. Yeah, I went in and I, I was like, out. oh, my God, this is crazy. Like, these DMs, I never looked in it. And I've had Instagram since, like, 2011. Yeah, so. like, now they'll be at the top and you'll be like, never even knew that this person was interested or yes. never even knew that this person wanted to be my friend or so how did you guys end up getting connected so i didn't realize he had messaged me a year prior until he had posted me on his story and then i seen when i opened that a day late so i didn't even see what he posted on his story i realized he had also messaged me a year mm -hmm. prior and i was like okay so this is like a year later, you're trying again. Like, that's cute. That is Plus, cute. it was a pandemic. So it's like, I feel like we were all bored trying yeah. to figure out, like, who to talk to, to, like, you know, pass these long days <laughs> that we're just cooped up in the house. 
And um, and so, you know, I responded. I was like, hey, what, did, what was was that that you posted? And he was like, oh yeah, it was just like you wearing Puma. He's also in Puma. So okay. like we can attribute like our relationship to our <laughs> Puma family. Puma would love that. Yeah. <laughs> Puma's like, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but yeah, we, we just started talking from there and um, we talked for a month on FaceTime and it went from like, you know, texting a lot to like calls to like FaceTime to like falling asleep on FaceTime. So cute. So this is like cute, low key so a adorable. great way to date. Yeah. Like you don't meet no, in the person. Pandemic you was just like yeah. make or break for relationships. Yeah, it's true. It's like you either want to spend a lot of time with people or you don't. Mm -hmm. and, and you found out. <laughs> and you found out. Yeah. But yeah, we just ended up being on FaceTime all the time. And then he was like, all right, like you got to come to LA. And he got me a jet to come to LA because you were in Brooklyn. I was in Brooklyn. Okay. Went to LA from from Brooklyn, and I never left. <laughs> That's when you moved there. That's when I moved there. So this was 2020. Yeah. Or, wow. That was when I moved. I stayed with him, mm -hmm. but also prior to the pandemic, I was in LA looking for a house. Okay. So you knew you liked. So LA I already knew I wanted right. to be in LA, and then when this happened and I was stuck in my house, I didn't. I wasn't able to like look for a house anymore. Mm -hmm. And I kind of just gave up on looking for a house. When I went to LA, I picked that up again and I started looking again and I found my first house and I bought it end of 2020. You guys are really cute. Thank you. I watched the GQ video, I guess you yeah. did, where, yeah, I was like, they're cute. I love <laughs> it. There's so many things you've done in your career. Like it's really amazing, but I want to hear what are the highlights for you as a model. And I feel like, you know, watching your journey over. I mean, you've been famous for a really long time now. Like you've done a lot of shit. So I feel like the VS show for me is one that felt like a huge moment Agreed. that you did. Is that one for yeah, you? Yeah, definitely. What was that like? It was so nerve wracking. You know, so I tried out for VS the year before and I didn't get it. And I remember like my friends being like, what they didn't want you like they that's their loss blah 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 and I was like do you know how many girls try out for VS and like don't get it I can't feel that I'm that special that I must get it just because I tried out you know like I'm gonna go work out even more and try out the next year and thankfully like with a positive attitude I got it the next year you know like just having that thought of dust yourself up and try again you know like it's okay i mean okay. that is like your theme in some ways yeah, I feel like. yeah you're not always gonna get everything that you want in life but like you have to be able to be grateful for the things that you do get and then keep pushing and the right doors yes. will open up for you when the time is right god is always on time he may not come when you want him but he is always right on time yeah right I mean, and i was just gonna say what like you have gotten a lot of the things that you initially maybe thought were you would you wouldn't so Right. It 100%. is timing is everything for sure. Yeah. So when I did end up getting it, um, it was really insane. I not only got two looks my first year ever walking for VS, which is like unheard of. I also got feathers. I didn't get full wings, but I like, remember this. Actually. I remember them telling me like, you're the one of the first people to ever get feathers on their first year. And I was like, yeah, because they used to do some of those like new girls really dirty. You have to do like pink first yes, or like, like, you know, you wear like a T-shirt. Right, yeah. exactly. So like for my first year ever to be getting feathers, mm. I was like, I'm sorry, what? Now, because I had two looks, I had to do a quick change backstage, which is super iconic. One, I was like, going to say it's so fab. I wish there was a camera in the room for my quick change because the way my legs were trembling, like full of nerves knowing that like there's a timing, we have to get this right. And like, 
I'm scared of already falling on the stage or slipping. And there was like, I guess a little steam or something on the stage that was making girls slip a little bit. So it was like the floor was wet. Yeah, so oh we already God, knew terrible. to like be aware. And I wanted to even strut harder, but I was like, the harder you strut, the harder the fall. <laughs> so take your time. This is your first VS. That can like, be so hard. That don't balance. do too much. I've had really good ones where I'm like, trust in God. And I just like, you know, give it. And right. then there are other ones, the shoes are fucked up. They're too big, too small, yeah. whatever. The floor is slippery yep. and you're just like well i'm not gonna surf because i don't want to eat shit so for sure you have yeah. to like you, you win some you lose some mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah no there's a skill to modeling that people just don't i feel like you really embody that skill i mean there's lots of beautiful women for sure and you know that's amazing but like you have to know like the dancing knowing your body like there is so many factors and it's not i'm not saying like oh my god it's such an important skill to like know how to walk on a runway and not eat shit but like if you're a good model, you're a good model. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not brain surgery, for sure. It's not rocket science, but it isn't just as easy as standing in front of the camera. No. Because if that was the case, then anyone could do it, yes. you know? And I feel like that's something all, that I also hear a lot, like with my skin, a lot of people will be like, oh, I don't know why you guys hyper so much. It's just her skin. I'm like, well, I'm not the only person in the world with my skin. So if that was the case, there would have been prior to me yeah isn't it like one out of a hundred people have i was reading when i was doing I research thought it wasn't on common you. though when i was younger because right. i hadn't seen anyone with it right. but the more i i mean this is also social media as well you get to see so many people in the world and like so many different beautiful people and you get to feel like you're not the only one yes and it feels less lonely of course so i think that has also been like something that even as an adult has boosted my confidence, like seeing other people with vitiligo has yeah. even made me more confident the same way that I feel other people seeing me doing the things I'm doing makes them feel confident. I was gonna say, do you think like beauty standards have changed? People are always asking me this about the fashion world and you know, like what everything Edward just did with that cover I think was so amazing. Yeah. But I'm curious what your thoughts are on it. I definitely feel so. I think at the time when we were kind of like coming out is when that turn was happening. I agree. It was like a lot of awareness for like, they're not just being one version of beautiful. And um, I like to say, I feel like people try to try to say that, you know, we made our own molds, but I feel like we just broke molds and it became so open and readily available for people who of different walks and different looks and different types of beauty to yeah. be showcased on a bigger stage. And social media helped so much with that. For too. sure. And now I go for on TikTok sure. and I'm like, look at all these beautiful bodies. They're not just like blonde 5'10 girls. I mean, VS, that's a perfect example of what, what they've done with the brand and how much it's evolved is a testament to how much the world has changed. For you sure. Know? Yeah. And you gotta you gotta keep up with the the change as well because you will get left behind. Like I think back to like that first person who said to me, like, if you ever want to get into the fashion industry you could only be a makeup artist. And that is the mindset of that time, Yeah, you know? So if you think about it, if she had booked me and had believed in me at that time, she could have like been that start of a whole new wave of something new. But it's also like, I don't blame her because it's what you know, you only do what you know. Of course, I hear you, um, <laughs> but, but you know, yeah. I yeah, mean, no, I think for it's, sure. 
especially, you know, people, it's not just about like the big editors and fashion photographers. It's also about the agencies, which like get overlooked outside of the industry. I think from, you know, the perspective of fans and whatever, they don't know how important that is for the agencies to really represent a range of beauty and a lot yeah, of no yeah. i mean when i say i don't blame her it's not that i feel like it's right yeah. because like in the end the people who did end up helping me have that that pride within themselves and she probably looks back on it and is like you know kicking herself in the butt you know what i'm saying but like once again you only you can only do what you know at certain points and some people who know or felt or did better they made that change in the fashion industry Totally. I mean, the beauty standard is like so real. And literally her job was to be the gatekeeper. Yeah. Which yeah. is fucked up in just principle. Yeah. What are other big moments for you in your career? Like we talked about Lemonade. Lemonade. We talked about VS. Yes. I think anytime I'm on a big fashion cover, mm -hmm. be that Vogue. Like I remember shooting in Toronto for my friend's beanie collection and she was shooting me herself and she was like man i could see you on vogue i could see you on harper's bazaar at the time i knew what vogue was but i didn't know what harper's bazaar was because like small town girl yeah. like didn't really know too much about fashion the most i had like seen was like obviously like naomi campbell and like at the time jordan dunn like mm -hmm. walking the runways oh and like seeing these Such black girls that i admired you yeah. know like at that time who when i didn't see myself in fashion that was like my representation of myself in fashion. And so hearing her say that, I was just like, I mean, I guess, like, I don't think that I couldn't do it, but I just never seen it done before. So I was like, yeah, sure. And now to look back and see those words that she had for me come to fruition and just like any Vogue cover, any Harper's Bazaar cover that I'm ever on, like when I get it in my hands, I just have to stare at it and just in awe that, those barriers could have been broken down for me to be able to be on those covers and for someone else who, you know, maybe felt like how I felt back when I wasn't represented, now to feel represented when looking at that cover, it's mind blowing. And have that extra feeling of faith and like this could be a thing yeah an encouragement yeah or like i could do this too it's cool that you have that much gratitude though still because obviously you have done so much and to be able to take that moment and be like this is a pinch me moment every time is not every always easy single time that every time magazine Thank cover <laughs> everyone needs to go look at this cover it is such a beautiful cover except for if you're my mom <laughs> what yeah she is naked but <laughs> I'm like, I don't even, I just thought it was such no shade to women's health, but like, I don't normally think of them as having like really beautiful, glamorous covers. And I mean, <laughs> that's a glamorous, beautiful. It typically beautiful... tends to be more athletic, yeah. you know, like more, you know, workout type vibes mm -hmm. and stuff. And um, I like that vibe too. So whenever I saw what the body issue was, because when I heard first, it was like, oh yeah, women's health wants you to do the cover. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And then they were like, it's the body issue. So I went and Googled the body issue and I was like, oh, it's body, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Body, like just body, got it. But then I thought it was also so amazing for me to do it in this moment of time when obviously my skin is a big part of who I am, but also skincare and SPF and taking care of my skin from when I was young up until this day in me creating K-Skin is also such a big part. So being able to like shoot this whole cover in nothing but the products that I created to protect my skin 
which came from me being on set and not having SPF that looked good on my skin and left me with the white cast to now slathering myself in sun protection that I've created to look gorgeous on this set is so full circle. I was like, yeah, I think this is, this is definitely something that I wanna do. We'll be right back after this break with Winnie Harlow. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. It's been a year, right, since you launched K-Skin? Yes. It's like such a beautiful product, but it's really cool to see this evolution for you now, like you're becoming an entrepreneur. Yeah, and I don't think when I started, I really thought about it being like me being an entrepreneur. It is though, for sure, but I just saw it as something that needed to be filled in a space that wasn't filled yet in like the SPF world of, you know, making sure that you can protect your skin, but also looking amazing while wearing SPF. It's so far and few. And I have been an avid SPF wearer since I was a kid. Obviously I have vitiligo since I was probably like three or four years old. So my parents used to slather me. And vitiligo changes, right? It does. Yeah. Yeah. That's another funny note too that I'll touch on. (laughs) Sometimes people will think that I am like painting on my vitiligo because it changes, right? So like they'll compare two pictures and be like, well, her skin didn't look like this over here. So why does it look like this over here? And I'm like, well, it changes, you know? Like if you look at pictures from when I was four years old, when I first had it to when I was 10 years old, when I had it to when I was 15 and to now, it looks different at all stages, but it, it does alter, be it from, you know, sun damage even, or just naturally on its own, it can change. So what I think is so impressive about you is in general with public figures with women, I think with black women specifically, like there's this pigeonholing, right? Like you're the vitiligo girl, you've been on this show, you've done this, whatever, and you just continue to evolve and and like not be stuck in any of these holes. Like you're Winnie Harlow, which I just think is really impressive and not easy to do. I mean, what do you attribute that to? Like being able to kind of get beyond these things? I think it's the acknowledgement of like it bothering you because I think sometimes we sit in the fact that it bothers us and don't make an action because we're not really realizing how much it bothers you. Like mm-hmm. something really bothers me. The only thing I can I, I can do is do something to make a change in it. And there's always gonna be people who continue still 10 years from now, I could do millions of things. Like, I mean, Kim, look how much things Kim has done and so still people much. are gonna be like, sex tape, you know what I'm saying? Like. You can't get away from it. It is what it is. And also the acceptance of that. Like, you know what? That's not going to stop me or deter me from doing what the fuck I want to do in life. I'm not going to sit back and cry boohoo over maybe my mistakes in the past and make that stop me from excelling further to like my furthest extent. You've always been so like business savvy because this is also this is like being business savvy. Was it just was it something that you kind of gained like? early years, you gained more and more experience and you got better at it? Or is this something you were naturally very good at? I think all things kind of loop into each other. So like my determination in my career when it comes to modeling, I feel like helped me a lot for that same determination when it came to business and entrepreneurship. Me getting no's in the modeling industry prepared me for getting no's when it came to like fundraising for my company and for my brand. You know, like I didn't just get yeses and be able to fundraise the amount that I did just 
off of a whim. You raised like 4.1 million your first seed round or something. Yeah. That's amazing. Congratulations. What was that experience like to go out and, and get that funding? Yeah, I, it was brand new. It was very new, very fresh and um, learning all the things that I've learned about business and skincare brand business has been so much fun to me because I think I've always been a skincare junkie. Like my mom has sold Mary Kay and Avon products. Yeah, I remember Mary Kay. She's also a hairdresser. So oh, like wow. I've always been into the beauty space. Mm-hmm. So learning it from like the business side has been really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's also where I get my business like savvy from too. My dad is a mechanic in Jamaica. He runs a business that his dad started. My mom has been a hairdresser and had her own salons and hair stores in Toronto. And so I've They've seen like it work really hard. Yeah. yeah. I've seen it firsthand what it is to like have your own business. It's so much work. It's crazy. It is. Yeah. It is. I've learned that too. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. Well, I'm so happy for you. And I just wanted to say you have like such a good reputation with people in the industry and just like everyone loves Winnie and it's just, it's really nice. Like, I just wanted to say that. I think it's a really rare thing and it's a testament to you and your attitude and your approach. You're very genuine. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you for coming on. I love your messaging around like rejection and just keep going and timing and trusting in yourself. It's really inspiring. Amen. Keep trusting in yourself. Okay, everyone, that was Winnie Harlow. I admire her so much. I think she's just such a real one. And I loved hearing about what's going on in her life and how she's navigated her career and the last 10 years uh, and how much the culture and the world has changed. I'd love to hear from all of you. Thoughts on our conversation, go to hilo.fm, submit your audio notes. We use those for the subscription episode that comes out every Thursday. Talk back. I really love hearing from all of you. So I'll see you all on Thursday. We'll be back with a solo episode, Emrata Asks. Thank you so much for listening. Hi Low with Emrata is a Sony Music Entertainment and Bitch Era Media production. Our executive producers are me, Emily Ratajkowski, Matt Raz, and Sarita Wesley. Our showrunner is Matt Raz. Our associate producer is Rachel Choder. Today's episode was engineered by Samantha Gatsik with original music by The Crystal Pharaoh.